Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Trifles make up the sum of things. Half our misery from our foibles springs. Yes, trifles. Little, unnoticed, unimportant, insignificant threads. Too trivial, perhaps, to be worth anyone's attention. And yet, they have a most inconvenient way of growing and twisting and twining themselves together. And soon, these slender, fragile filaments can weave themselves into a rope that is both long enough and strong enough for, well, what has been the ultimate purpose for many a rope? Everybody is always trying to sell me something. Well, why shouldn't they? You have so much money. And I intend to hold on to it. And you, sir, what are you selling? A crown. What do you mean by a crown? A crown, uh, a scepter, a throne, a kingdom. <laughs> You're crazy, and you're interested. Our mystery drama, Close Shave, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Larry Haynes. It is sponsored in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. people who are only honest when others are looking. And there are some people who are honest even when nobody is looking. And then we have that great gray mass in between that can go either way. They say you can't cheat an honest man. Don't you believe it? Honest men by the millions are cheated every day. Pay attention. You may learn how to save money. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, who are you? Who am I? Does any man really know who he is? How did you get in here? Well, there was nothing to it. I must ask you to leave. And you just asked me how I got in. I am not interested. Well, I told the receptionist, the uh, tall, thin, blonde with the English accent, that I was already late, and I just ran past her. Now, now see here. And I waved a piece of paper in front of your secretary, the tiny brunette with the French accent, and I said... The world would come to an end if you didn't find this paper immediately. I am and not can you imagine? She believed me. I shall call a security guard and have you escorted out of here. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed, the security guards. Uh, do you want to know how I got past the two on duty down in the lobby? Of course you do. You and your fabulous security. I just flashed this badge at them. Now, you see what it says? Inspector General. The Fenris Security System. They even saluted me. How dare you? I had it specially made. You see how vulnerable, how helpless you are, how useless your so-called security... Uh, uh, who are you? Mr. Fenris, my name is Algernon Pepper. 
And have you chosen this dramatic way to sell me a new security system? Oh, no, good heavens, no. Then what do you want? Oh, if you could only see yourself as you said that. Poor Elwood Fenris III, the last of the Fenris line. You're worth billions, but all of it inherited from dad and grandfather. Oh, come to the point. The point is, you're sitting on all that wealth and you're so afraid people are trying to take it away from you. Uh, they are, aren't they? Yes, yes, of course. But, but you mustn't look so threatened and convey the impression that you've got your arms around all your money and you're clutching it to your bosom for protection. Uh, uh, why have you come to see me, huh? Now, you must want something, Mr. Uh, uh, Pepper. Uh, Pepper, that's, uh, uh, that's why you were a failure in politics, sir. You simply could not remember people's names. I just told you mine a minute ago. I asked the question that you are either unable or unwilling to answer. Mr. Fenris, tell me, what do you want more than anything in the world? <laughs> I know. You have to answer my question, not one of your own. All right, I'm getting there. The answer is, you want to be a king. <laughs> what? A king. An emperor, a ruler, a czar. That is absolute nonsense. Is it? Is it really? Well, just think about it. Think about what? Think about what I just said. A king. A crowned, anointed king. King Elwood I instead of Mr. Elwood Fenris III. Now, this is... This, this is, is what? It, it's ridiculous. It, it's impossible. You notice? You notice you haven't said no to the idea. You're merely overwhelmed by the mechanics. Now, you must answer my question. Are you... Would you be interested? No, no. No, don't answer it now. Just think about it. Consider it. Mull it over. Now, let me call you again in a day or two. Now, Mr. Fenris, I bid you goodbye. And uh, uh, now, you just wait. Now, if you were coming to me with a legitimate business proposition, why did you have to sneak in here like a crook, huh? Had I stayed at my business, you would have refused to see me. You would have dismissed me as a crank or a, or a crook. Well, I still dismiss you as a crank or a crook. Oh, no, 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 not really. And next time, I shall have your secretary, the French one, announce me after she is notified of my presence by your receptionist, the English one. Good day, sir. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do, Algernon. Lolly, Lolly, my dearest. Just have faith. Well, you have to explain it. All right. How would you like to marry? Elwood Fenris III. Uh, how could I ever get to marry Elwood Fenris? Well, darling, you're getting bogged down in the mechanics of the thing. Just give me your answer. Well, huh? sure, but how... Look, it I... isn't really that difficult. After all, six women have already done it. And at least four of the six were not as good-looking as you were. Okay. So... Where is this going? All you need to marry Elwood Fenris is the confluence, as it were, the proper circumstances. Oh, sure. Am I to conclude, then, that you uh, have no objection? Who, me? Huh? None at all. You have to work at it. And what does that mean? Well, a certain Nordan Salaba shows up at the club here almost every night, huh? Nordan Salaba? Yes, he's the ambassador to the U.N. from Dalville. Oh, 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 he Yes, he you. plays at your table all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes blackjack. Yeah. Does he win or lose? Well, why should you be interested in some small potato from that two-by-nothing country? Does he win or lose? Well, he loses, mostly. Does he, uh, have the look? The look? Yeah. Now, honey, you worked in the casino long enough to recognize that look on the face of a guy who's getting himself in a little too deep. 
He's got the luck. Good. And what does this have to do with me getting married to Elwood Fenris the third? This uh, Nudan Salaba is going to be the uh, best man at the wedding. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? Oh, I'm uh, going to give the bride away. Mr. Algernon Pepper? I don't know any Mr. Algernon Pepper. Oh, wait, uh, Miss Hurtelow. Yes. Yeah, yes, have him come in, please. Ah, oh, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Mr. Penrith? I only ask you to come in because, quite frankly, yeah, you move me. Uh, won't you ask me to sit down? Oh, a little bit of humor now and then. It's good for the suggestion. I don't have a chair anyway. <laughs> now then... Have you thought it over? I, I thought what over? Uh, confess. Confess you thought of nothing else. You were unable to think of anything else since I made you that offer. Well, uh, which offer? Ah, I see. We must play our little game to the end, huh? <laughs> Surely you didn't expect that I would take uh, that offer, seriously. Well, why not? I am completely serious. The groundwork is already being done. What groundwork? Well, the necessary groundwork that has to be done if you consent, as it were, to uh, wear the purple. Uh, take this opposition. It uh, might be amusing. Oh, yes, yes, it will be. And do you know why? Because it's so serious. Uh, what is it? I have been looking for a man of immense wealth. But he has to have other qualifications. Really? Yes, he has to be... Uh, Dissatisfied, restless. And, and uh, what makes you think that I am? Oh, do you deny it? Well, absolutely. Fine. In that case, Mr. Penrith, I shall leave and return when you're ready to hold a meaningful discussion. Uh, 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 just what are you after? What do you do with yourself all day? The answer is nothing. You sit atop a vast and complex financial empire, but it runs on its own power without you. That is not so. And whenever you've decided to insert yourself into the actual... Management, the results have been disastrous. Hey, how dare you come into my well, office? Fortunately and... for you, your forefathers amassed more wealth than you could ever hope to dissipate. Oh, sir, I will have to ask you to leave. And so you tried politics. Now, many wealthy men have succeeded in that endeavor, but it didn't work for you. You were lacking that, uh, what, what, uh, that touch, the, the, the smile, the manner... You know, I saw a picture of you kissing a baby. You hated that child. I did not. Oh, yes, it was obvious. The look on your face. You appeared to be physically repelled. Now, we may just as well carry the story to its harrowing conclusion. You are a failure at everything, huh? even at love. Well, I'll have you know that I've had some of the most beautiful women. Now, what you the... should say is you've uh, bought some of the most beautiful women, but you couldn't keep them. You've... You've had seven wives. Six. Very well. Six wives and six divorces. They only married me for my money. Well, for what other reason should they have married you? Well, now, let us consider Mr. Elwood Fenris III. Is he stupid? No. Is he uneducated? No. Is he untalented? No. Is he really unattractive? No. Then, uh, what is Mr. Fenris's problem? Why is he a failure? Why is he unfulfilled? Oh, I am getting bored with this ridiculous charade. The trouble with Mr. Elwood Fenris III is that he does not live in the world of Mr. Elwood Fenris I, or even Mr. Elwood Fenris II. These men were buccaneers, freebooters, uh, pirates. I will not tolerate this 
socialistic slam. These men were free to operate as they pleased. No laws, no restrictions. Hey, I've heard enough. Oh, you haven't heard anything yet. Do you know your problem? You hate this country. This is no longer the country your grandfather knew. There were no laws to prevent him from robbing the people. He did not he rob. Took, he took what he wanted like a feudal baron. You, on the other hand, his grandson, you went to the people hat in hand and you bowed and you scraped and you said, vote for me. Please, vote for me. Well, the people turned you down. So you have rejected the people. And shall I prove it? I, I defy you to. Your receptionist is English. Your secretary is French. Your security force. Well, you just don't hire a few private cops. Oh, no, you have created the Fenris security forces. They wear brilliant blue jackets with gold braid and scarlet breeches. Shining black leather riding boots. Why, they could be the elite guard of an emperor. Well, I happen to believe that a smart-looking policeman is an efficient policeman. Yes, yeah, security, security. You're obsessed with it. You hide behind it. Look at yourself. You're, you're not a big man physically, but you have that enormous mustache. Why? What? Well, because, because it uh, well, flatters me. Because it hides you. It's part of your security. Oh, if you could only be a king. A king. A king has power. He doesn't have to hide behind anything. Your grandfather. Your grandfather was a king, even though he didn't wear a, a crown. Now, how would you, how would you like to be the real thing? Shall I tell you where you can be a king? Huh? Would you like to know? <laughs> well, uh, it just... For the sake of argument, and to carry this ridiculous conversation to its illogical conclusion. <laughs> Where? We always need a good curtain line, and that one should do the trick. You notice how Mr. Fenris is interested. He may be playing a bit hard to guess, but he's listening. But... Isn't monarchy going out of style these days? Do you know of a country that's been advertising for a king? We may have a coronation when I return with Act Two. I... Mr. Elwood Fenris III is one of the richest men in the world. Still... You should feel sorry for him. He really isn't happy. Now, I realize that many of you will automatically respond, isn't that just too bad? However, let us not lose sight of the fact that we are all supposed to be equal and that rich people are also human, which means they also have to suffer. You know the old saying, poor people, poor problems. Rich people, rich problems. Yes. Mr. Fenwick, you're angry. Why? Because I offer you a chance to become a king? Do you believe? Do you believe in divine right? No. Then, if kings are not appointed up above, then they're obviously selected here below. Is that stating uh, the case? Uh, yes, yes, I, I would imagine. Then, uh, what we're concerned with is the uh, selection process. You know, I, I wish I knew what you were really up to. Right. Now, I happen to know of a country that's in the market for a king at this point. In the mark? Well, in the manner of speaking. Well, for many years, they were um, a monarchy. Then the king passes away without male issue. There was a, a daughter, but because of the 
Salic law that pertains there, she was ineligible for the crown. Uh-huh. But, uh, do you follow me? Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, it doesn't matter. But the country is now a republic. It's not happy. A powerful faction seeks to reinstitute the monarchy. I, I, uh, uh, what is this country? Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, you get Now, wait. They were going to offer the crown to a member of one of the old and established European royal families, the Bourbons, the Hopsburgs, and so on. Uh-huh. But, uh, Someone said, why not an American? Uh, an American? Yes, this would mean an immediate friendship with the United States. It could provide all sorts of military and economic aid, not to mention an increase in tourism. Oh, huh. in addition to being wealthy, you must, uh, you must also be young, vigorous, and, uh, and single. Oh, uh, yes, yes, you would, uh, be expected to marry the spinster princess. Spencer Prince? Well, that's just their word for uh, unmarried, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, this alliance would cement the monarchy, as it were. It would uh, legitimize it and uh, give it the necessary aura of continuity with the old regime. Spencer? Yes, I, I just happen to uh, have here a picture. Of course, it's only a snapshot. Oh. Yeah. She... Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, yes, there's no doubt about it. And I, I would uh, have to marry her? Yes, yes. That's the only acceptable arrangement. And now you're wondering, where do I come into all this? Hmm? Uh, yes. Where? Well, I am best described as a bringer together. It comes to my attention that certain people have certain needs and that certain others are in a position to satisfy those needs. So uh, I then, as I said, simply bring them together. For a fee, of course. Yes, it's called uh, a finder's fee. You would expect me to pay you? Uh, Mr. Fenris, for making it possible for you to become a king, you will pay me the sum of one million dollars. What? One million dollars? Don't talk like a man who doesn't have it. But a million dollars? It costs you that much and more to get rid of each one of your wives, Mr. Fenris. Now, first, your signature, please, here on the dotted line. Hey, uh, how do I know you can deliver? If I can't, you owe me nothing. How could I entertain such a mad notion? How indeed? You, uh, you know, look, if you don't deliver the goods, then I owe you nothing. Is that true? That's the truth. Hmm. You leave that piece of paper here with me. I want my attorney to examine it. Do you object? Object? Sir, I insist. Hello? to say to this proposal, Mr. Pepper. Uh, really, I do not. 
Can own the dance, Salaba. You have gambled away not just your own resources, but also those funds with which you were entrusted to conduct your country's embassy. How do you know that? A man who loses as consistently as you do is a man who must be losing everything. Well, I, uh, you see, it is this weakness, this fatal weakness, this devil's curse, this, this, this gambling. Yes, yes. Now, I'm willing to pay $100,000 for your participation. Thus, you can discharge your debt, clear your slate, save your honor, and even enjoy a small profit. Uh, you must understand. There is no sentiment in Dalzil for the return of the monarchy. <laughs> Indeed, it is quite the opposite. Well, it doesn't matter whether there is or there isn't. Uh, but you are trying to convince this millionaire gentleman that Dalzil demands him to become our king? Of course. And you represent Dalzil. You are known. You have credentials. You're an important official. You speak with authority. Uh, but the scheme, the scheme is perfect. Now, you, as the highest hereditary military officer in Dalzio, will preside at a constitutional convention representing the four Dalzio estates. And at that time, the crown will be offered to King Elwood I. What constitutional convention? And what estate? He will also marry the spinster princess. What spinster princess? Now, you must always have a good-looking girl to sweeten the deal. She distracts the sucker's mind away from the fleecing. Oh, how can anyone believe this? You are the key. You make it all look legitimate because you are legitimate. But what happens afterwards? Afterwards, you count your money. But when he discovers the hoax, what will he do? What can he do? Nothing. Well, no, no, he's a wealthy, powerful man. Ah, all the more reason for him to drop the whole thing. Can he afford to look ridiculous? I, I don't know. Now, you're, you're sitting here and you're waiting. For what? For salvation. You're over your head in debt. You're reduced to the bullet and your pistol. I come along and I offer to save your life and you hesitate? Sir, I misjudged you. Good night. No, wait. Explain it to me again. Ah, yes, Mr. Fenris. I came as quickly as I could. Well... I signed your agreement. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Well, everything's all tidy. Now, sir, to business. The name of the country is Dalziel. Dalziel? I you never heard of oh, it. Oh, it's a neat little country. Little? Well, it's small, but comfortable. Oh, small. Huh? Uh, something wrong, Mr. Kenrick? Well, you, you had mentioned that it was once a monarchy, but now no longer. So, well, I thought... Perhaps it might be uh, Greece or Italy. Uh, where is Dalziel? Uh, Dalziel is in South America. Oh. Yes, but uh, South America is one of the up-and-coming places in the world. Great things are happening in South America, or they're about to. Where in South America? Uh, it, it, it's near uh, Brazil. Brazil? Yes, just uh, below the equator. Oh, and it's hot. Well, it's uh, seasonably warm, the night. I understand, are just divine. Dalziel. Yes. Now, the uh, schedule calls for us to fly to Grudbarg. Uh, that's the site of the old summer mansion. It's uh, kind of isolated, but it's the place where traditionally the estates meet for matters of high policy. Mm -hmm. uh, you can appreciate the necessity for secrecy until the moment the official documents are signed. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Yes. Now, <clears throat> Colonel Salaba, the ambassador to the UN, is an Air Force officer. He'll fly us down there. Uh, 
South America, you say, below the equator? Oh, oh, I uh, have a surprise for you. The uh, Spencer Princess. By law, she's not supposed to leave the country before she marries. However, she insisted on seeing you beforehand. Oh? Yes, yes, she's a very high-spirited girl. She has a mind of her own. And since this whole thing is contingent on her willingness to marry you, she insisted on making a secret trip to America to uh, look you over. Uh, now, uh, what does that mean? Well, that means that if she doesn't really like you, the uh, whole deal is off. Are you saying that she would actually turn me down? Why not? Why not? But why well, I'm one of the richest men in the world. Oh, no, no. She's not impressed by your wealth, your influence. Why should she be? After all, she has royal blood in her veins. She can trace her lineage back a thousand years. As, as a matter of fact, she is here now. What do you mean, here? Here, in your reception room. Oh, yes, she was determined to see you, and that's all there is to it. Excuse me. Uh, Mademoiselle Hurtlow, would you ask the lady with the veil to step in here, please? Thank you. Look, but you didn't tell me you were... Oh, bringing... here she is. Oh, please, please come in, Your Highness, Your Royal Highness. Uh, may I present Mr. Elwood Fenwick III? Hmm. You are Mr. Elwood Fenwick. Uh, uh, how do you do, Your Majesty? Majesty may or may not come later. Uh, Your Highness, would it uh, be proper for you to remove your veil and allow Mr. Fenwick to, uh... You are about to say... Look at the merchandise. Oh, no, no, no. Let us become clear on their point. I am poor. My country is poor. But neither of us is for sale. You cannot buy me, Mr. Fenner. You must court me. Woo me. You must win me. Princess, the object of this meeting was for you to gather a preliminary impression of Mr. Fenris to determine if a union could even be feasible. Now, what is your initial reaction? Mr. Fenris has not exactly swept me off my feet. Your Highness, I think you're beautiful. Oh, yes. Mr. Pepper, you will give Mr. Fenris my secret telephone number, and we shall see what he does from here on. Good day to you, Mr. Fenris. Good day to you, Mr. Fenris. In other words, good day to a hundred, two hundred, who knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars. Elwood Fenris III. Has he taken the bait? Is he hooked? If so, can he be landed? Stand by for Act 3 when we may or may not get him into the boat. Was it Mr. Thackeray who said it's just as easy to marry rich as it is to marry poor? What could he have been thinking about? He didn't exactly marry rich himself. The fact is, it isn't easy to marry rich. It's difficult, especially if you happen to be poor. But it's not impossible. It takes considerable planning and strategy and psychology. Sometimes 
Even if you accomplish the objective, you're not quite sure it was worth all that trouble in the first place. Uh, yes, Your Highness. May I come in? Mr. Pepper gave me your address. May I take you out to dinner this evening? No. Oh. I, I'd hope I cannot afford to be seen in public. My visit here must be a secret. I could have whatever you like brought in. Oh, no. I shall prepare dinner. You... You cook? <laughs> you are surprised? Well, I've never been with a woman who actually cooked. You have been married six times. Yes. And none of your wives has ever cooked a meal for you? I'm trying to think. No. Why? Did none of them like you? I suppose you could say that. No, none of them really like me when you analyze it. Oh, I am sorry to hear that. I don't think anybody likes me. I like you. Why do you like me? Oh, you seem to be a very unhappy person. Is that why you like me? Oh, I don't know. Why are you unhappy? Because, well, I'm different. How? Well, I always got all the things I wanted, but nobody would ever believe that I could actually earn them or deserve them. People would say, well, why should he work for anything? He can get it all for nothing. Do you understand? Yes. Remember, I am a royal princess. Oh, well, people insisted that it all came to me because I was born rich. All my life I've been looking for someone who could just see past my name and my money, just see me. I see you, Mr. Fenris. What do you see? Well, I see a rather lonely person, unsure of himself. What else? I see a person who wants to do something. Accomplish something. Except he's not sure he knows what it is. He's a person who is looking to find his way. What else do you see? I could see more if you weren't wearing that huge mustache. Your Royal Highness, you've been getting quite a rush from our friend Fenris. How are we doing? You know something else, you know? He's a pretty nice guy. Uh-oh. I hope that doesn't mean we're going to blow a million dollars. Are you, uh, falling for Fenris? Falling for Fenris. <laughs> Sounds like the name of a story. Uh, what is the story? Oh, he's a very nice guy. Uh-huh. We have just increased in intensity. A few seconds ago, he was only a pretty nice guy. Uh, where do we go from here? Well, Ollie, there can't be any future to it. When it's all over, he'll be able to guess who everyone is. Hmm. Just my luck. I need an interesting guy, and there's nowhere to go with it. You know, what you need is a little bit of perspective. Now, in the first place, if it were not for this little scheme of ours, you'd never have met him in the first place. Well, I... Now, be fair, Lolly. The only reason you're interesting to him is because he thinks you're the royal princess of Dalville, a person who doesn't even exist. Yeah, I guess so. Now, would he be interested in Lolly Dankowitz, a girl who deals the cards in a gambling casino? No, I guess not. I know how you feel. Now, come on. You've always been a smart little girl. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been a smart little girl. Is he right? Mm, he's right. Okay. On with the show. I need three actors. Actors? Three confederates. 
old-timers I can depend on. I need an airplane and a mansion. A mansion in a secluded place. I thought we were going to Dalville. He's going to think it's Dalville, honey. Now, I've got my eye on this place in Florida. But Algie, We'll I'm fly here. there at night. Well, how will he know the difference? <laughs> you think of everything. Oh, yes. I'm so efficient. Sometimes it scares me. Is it much further? Oh, I think we're almost there. Your Majesty? Majesty? Well, you might as well get used to the title. Oh. Now, I am going to try to be a good king. Oh, I'm sure you will be. Ah, I think we're here. Where are we? It's the uh, county airport. Oh, yes, it's uh, quiet, secluded. Smallest field in the area that can take a jet. Oh, you see, it's waiting for it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll have to walk the rest of the way. Yeah, I, uh, I feel very nervous. Well, that's normal. After all, history is being made. Your Majesty, may I present Colonel Nurdan Salaba. Oh, Colonel. Your Majesty, I am honored to be the first of my countrymen to speak that sacred title. Well, I think we'd better get aboard, Your Majesty. We're getting soaked out here. Uh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Well... Hey, it's a very, very nice little plane. Yes, it's your private jet. Uh, how long before we arrive in Dalziel? Six hours. Dalziel. Wow, how pretty that name sounds. Uh, Colonel Salaba, I have investigated you. Investigated? I mean, I did some reading. You are the number one diplomat of Dalziel. And, uh, I, see, I hope to have the benefit of your wise counsel and long experience. I am at your majesty's service. Princess, you're here. Yes, your majesty. Oh, oh, what a wonderful trip this is going to be. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for you, your majesty. You must always give the orders. Uh, With your majesty's permission to fly? Yes. Uh, Yes, I would say so. Uh, Let's fly. Oh, where are we now? This is the province of Grudvad. The summer mansion is located here. It's a pity the night is so dark. This is a beautiful country. Well, I'll see it all in the morning. I want to see everything and everybody. Oh, you will. What's on the schedule now? In just a few moments, we shall arrive, waiting for us as the representatives of the three other estates. Estates? Yes. I represent the military. Then we have the nobility, the urbans, and the rurals. In a very brief ceremony, each will accept you. Then next Sunday, you shall be crowned at the cathedral. And, uh, and married? Married at the same time. Is everyone here? Yes, let us begin. Representatives of the four Dalziel estates, we are convinced to confer the crown on this man named Elwood Fenrith III. Is there a dissenting voice? Then let us proceed. The nobility, who speak for the nobility? I speak for the nobility. I, 
Dowager Empress. Do you offer the crown to Elwood Fenris III? I offer the crown to Elwood Fenris. Who speaks for the military? I, Colonel Zurdan Salava, speak for the military. I offer the crown to Elwood Fenris III. Who speaks for the urban? I, Tolver Septim, speak for the urban. I offer the crown to Elwood Fenris III. Who speaks for the rural? I, Canon Dollard, I speak for the rural. Elwood Fenris III, you have been offered the crown, the orb, the scepter of Dalziel. It is an awesome responsibility. You must retire to meditate. To seek guidance, then return with your answer. Your Majesty, I've been sent in here by the council to find out if you really want to be your Majesty. Yes. Wait. For what? There is something I must do first. I must shave off this mustache. Oh, no, no, you, you were right. I've been hiding behind it. But I don't have to hide any longer. Give me a few minutes. Certainly, Your Majesty. Are you ready, Your Majesty? Oh, I see you're still shaving. Uh, yes, uh, this is extremely important and symbolic. I am no longer hiding from the world. Your mustache is off. All off. Yes. Your, Ma Your Majesty. Uh, Your Majesty, what are you staring at? Is everything all right? Y you're staring at the face. Uh, yes. Yes, I am. But the council is waiting. It's remarkable. What? What? What is remarkable? It's, it's come along. We have kept the council waiting long enough. It went very well, Your Majesty. Yes? Now, we've arranged for the princess to fly back with you to keep you company while you settle things back in the States. You don't have to return here till the coronation next Sunday. <sighs> I see. Yes, actually, the common people aren't supposed to see you till after the coronation. And now, Your Majesty, we have this little agreement. Agreement? Yes, calling for a check for one million dollars. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Uh, provided you lived up to your end of our agreement. Well, I certainly did. I'm afraid you did not. Mm -hmm. You see, we are not in Dalziel. Oh, but, but, uh... Just a few minutes ago, Lolly took me aside, told me everything. Lolly? Yes. I'm glad she did. Because it proved something about her. But, <laughs> I know it anyway. I knew that we were not in Dalziel. And since we were not, then everything else was a hoax. Well, how, how did you know? Oh, it occurred to me while I was shaving off my mustache. What? Uh, would you step inside for a moment, Mr. Pepper? Well, 
Let us turn on the water in the basin. Uh, are you watching this? No. There. You see how the water swirls down the drain? Huh? Well, I should tell you everything. That doesn't tell me anything. Uh, well, it is a geological phenomenon. You see, when you're above the equator, the water swirls down the drain in a counterclockwise direction. But when you're below the equator, it swirls down clockwise. It does. Mm-hmm. So, from the counterclockwise direction of the swirl, it's obvious we are not in South America. Or at least in that part of it where you would find Dalziel. Well, Mr. Pepper? Uh, yes, Mr. Pembers. Hmm. However, one good thing came out of it. I found the love of my life. Lolly. Yes, that's true. Thanks to me, you found... You found Lolly. Admit that. Oh, yes, 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 I admit Well, it. then, to be fair, am I not entitled to uh, a finder's fee? You most certainly are. Ha, now we're talking. How much did you have in mind? How much? Uh-huh. You mean money? Mm-hmm. Oh, surely, Mr. Pepper, you would not debase so tender a relationship like the one of love by even the merest mention of filthy lucre. Let your fee, your payment, be that warm, delicious glow of satisfaction when you realize that you have brought two lonely people together. Is that not reward enough? Why, sure. And for someone in Mr. Pepper's business, the fact is, you win some, you lose some. And as far as rewards go, it is written that we shall all be rewarded one day according to our works. And what a day that's going to be. I shall return shortly. inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.